Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. Before we jump into this week's podcast, I wanted to express some gratitude. I talk about gratitude in the podcast, so let's talk about that initially. And my gratitude is for you, the listener and the pickleball player who follows CJ and myself in our mini series and in our uh, YouTube videos and everything we do. I mean, the content that we create, including this podcast, is always with you in mind, right? We're, what we're always trying to do is we're trying to bring you content that will help you not just play better pickleball. We want you to do that, too. But we want you to enjoy a healthier relationship with pickleball, both in terms of how you play it and how you feel about it. And our mini series uh, for our system has been overwhelming. Uh, we've had uh, well over 3,000, uh, I want to say close to 4,000 by now, uh, players uh, come to the mini series, view the mini series, uh, take away from the mini series. But that process also uh, informs CJ and myself. And that's what we're going to talk about today in today's podcast. And what it informs us on is, you know, different ways of, of different pitfalls, right, that can, that can happen when you're out there as a pickleball player. And what I'm going to do is talk to you about a couple of those today in the main segment. And, and these are pitfalls that you can avoid, uh, you know, on your road to improvement. And then I'm going to talk to you about perspective. You know, perspective, as you know, by listening to the podcast, it's a super important part of what we talk about here. So in the, in the riff, I'm going to talk a little bit about perspective. I had the opportunity to coordinate the Florida Cup this last weekend in uh, Pictona, at Pictona in Holly Hill, Florida, and there's some good and some bad, you know, like anything. But uh, I think when we maintain perspective, we increase the good and minimize the bad. So stay tuned for the podcast. Some decisions in life are hard. Would you like a dessert after a three-course meal? What tile would go best in our bathroom remodel? Do I drop or drive this next third shot? But some decisions in life are really simple. Forgo the four slices of pizza. Always pick blue cheese over ranch. All right, you may not agree with that one, but you know what else is an easy decision in life? Deciding to join CJ and me inside the next Pickleball System class. The reason? Because there is no risk to you doing it. Zero, zilch, nada. Our money-back guarantee, no questions asked, makes it so that there's absolutely nothing to think about other than whether you want to improve as a player. If your answer is yes, then joining is just a matter of clicking some buttons and getting ready to join CJ and me on the next and funnest part of your pickleball journey yet. The link to register for the next class is in the show notes. Click it. There's simply no reason not to. I'll see you in class. Let's jump into the idea of, of pitfalls or, or the concept that there are pitfalls that you can fall into uh, on your road to improvement, on your path to improvement. And you know, let, let me start off from this premise. Um, well, first of all, you know, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, we know that you're interested in growing as a pickleball player, whether it's improvement in shots or whether it's just a better understanding of the game. And I want to say just, I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, just, you know, that, that's your objective. That's fine. If your objective is, you know, I want to feel calmer on the court, that's fine too. Uh, whatever your goals are as a pickleball player, whatever you want for yourself as a pickleball player, uh, you know, is, is great. And so, but if you're listening to podcasts, you have some, some place that you'd like to go with your game or some additional calmness that you want. And that's fantastic. And, you know, in part of this process is, is understanding that, you know, pickleball is tricky and here's why, you know, pickleball has this, this double edged sword. It's super easy, but it's also super hard. And what I mean by that is, 
you know, if, if you come on in the court with me and you've never played pickleball before, I hand you a paddle, we get a ball, we start bopping the ball around, and I, you know, tell you a little bit about how to play, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, you're having a blast. You know, you don't want to leave the court. I mean, it's that addictive, right? I mean, we've all been there. But on the flip side, it's also a very difficult sport, meaning it's a very, it has a lot of um, pieces to it. And I'm going to tell you, I think that's a fantastic thing. I'm going to tell you that's something that we should, um, that we should embrace, right? This idea that, you know, pickleball is a complex activity that has a lot of variables is what keeps us coming back. If it was a simple activity, and I, I don't mean to pick on cornhole, it's, I have nothing against the, the activity of cornhole. I don't know if that's called a sport, but the activity of cornhole. Um, but it's a static sport, or static activity, meaning, you know, the, the, the beanbags always weigh the same, the holes always in the same place, the, the boards always at the same distance, you know. So once you get a rhythm, you know, I mean, kudos to those that can repeat it over and over again. That's great. But that's that particular skill set. Pickleball, on the other hand, is, you know, if you ask me, you know, what shot should I hit here? And I'm going to get to that a little more in a second because that's a pitfall potentially. Um, I don't know the answer. And the reason I don't know the answer is because it's not that simple. In other words, I need to know where are you, where's your partner? What kind of shot was hit towards you? What is your skill set? What kind of shots are you comfortable hitting? What kind of shots are you not comfortable hitting? Same thing for your opponents. Where are they on the court, right? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? All of that informs the decision about what shot you should hit. You know, it's not as simple as saying, okay, you got the ball on your backhand, you're over in this position, hit this shot. Not that simple. And again, I'm going to repeat. Let's embrace that. Let's, let's say that's a fantastic aspect of pickleball. Because if I could just tell you, hit this shot, you just remember that and you move on. So that, that, that leads me into pitfalls, right? One of the, the, like the, one of the, I'm probably going to focus on this one pitfall the whole time. The pitfall is, you know, thinking that, thinking that you have, you know, that, there, that there's an answer to everything that you can think of. And trying to find that answer in coming at it that way. And, and listen, this is, I want to be clear. This is not a criticism. And you know, this by now we don't, what do we say on here is not intended as criticism, but you know, if we're going to coach, if we're going to help, we need to observe things that are being done that we believe should be done differently or should be done better. And, uh, you know, I hope that doesn't come across as criticism because it's not intended as that is simply an observation of something that is being done that needs to be changed or should be changed is our suggestion. And in this case, what happens is, and we get it in the miniseries, right? We get questions about every single shot. And, and again, not a criticism. It's normal to be curious. But if you're approaching the game from, okay, here's what happened. I need to know exactly what to do here. And then you, you know, if you think of the number of variables, the ones I went over earlier, and you apply that to every different situation that happens in a game, just imagine having to draw from a list of I don't even know what the number is, but let's just use 500 for purposes of framing it out. Um, 500 different possible shots that you might hit under 500 different possible variable combinations that may present themselves at a given time. That's just, wow. I don't know exactly how you're going to do that. I don't know how your, your brain is going to like reach into your data bank and say, okay, then let me see. These are the variables. Oh, yeah, let me pull that off of this shelf, right, this, this particular shot. What we propose and the way we teach and the way we frame everything we do, including inside the pickleball system, which, by the way, if you're interested in the pickleball system, class, registration, when you're listening, to this, it depends on when you're listening to this podcast, but if you're listening to it near when it launches the, on Friday, the class registration should be opening today, and then it'll, 
I believe it runs for about a week. That's how long enrollment's open for. Because the pickleball system isn't, they're just not DVDs. You can't just get into them anytime you want to. It's not how it works. It's a class. So, you know, and CJ and I teach it. And so it's a little more involved than just regular online DVD kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so if, if you want that, just it's open now. So, you know, don't, don't dilly-dally. Um, anyway, so you have, um, uh, so, so the idea is, you know, the way that we approach everything is we approach it from the perspective of, can you learn the framework Right. Can we teach you, I should say, the framework? Because you can learn it. I put it on us. Like, if you're not learning, it's because we're not teaching it. And we teach it, so don't worry about that. You know, we communicate that to you. But the idea is you need to focus on framework. And what framework does is framework gives you the construction of the game, right? And the example I use is a game of chess, right? So, like, in a game of chess, I can teach you how to move pieces, right? Move the pawn this way, the knight this way, the bishop that way. But if I don't explain the game to you, if you don't know what your objectives are and what you're trying to do, and you know, then you're not going to be a particularly good chess player. In fact, you'd probably be a pretty mediocre chess player because you're just going to move pieces randomly, right? And that's what happens to pickleball players out there a lot is they, you know, they, they learn how to hit shots, but then they have no idea how to put the shots together to play the chess match that you're playing on a pickleball court. And so we take it, we, we approach it from the side of framework, right, of, of understanding how the game is built. And then from there... It's not that everything else becomes easy, right? It's not easy, but it, it makes more sense, you know, because I, I know framework and then, oh, when I, when, you know, when you hear the objectives on the serve side, let's say, well, first of all, you'll understand that there's a difference between serve and return. That's a huge difference, you know, and that's something that most players play their entire careers, have no idea about that. They have no idea that they're playing serve or that they're playing return. They're just out there playing pickleball. And again, no criticism. It's fine to play that way. But if you listen to the podcast, you want more. So you know, understanding serve and return is like absolutely critical. That's why we call it the most important concept to understand. Then from there, things start flowing. My objective here, my objective there. And then you could have sub-objectives, right? Okay, so my objective and the first part is going to be this. I'm going to do it like this, et cetera, right? So you can start building objectives or not building, but recognizing, I should say, objectives. Once you recognize objectives, then you build strategies, right? Strategies come from that. Once you have your strategies, then you can decide what shots to deploy, I'm going to do a third shot here, then I'm going to do a volley there, then I'm going to do a cross court, whatever here, whatever you want to do, right? I'm going to hit higher than that, lower than that, whatever you want. Um, but you start, the shots flow from strategies, I flow from objectives, flow from framework. And what was interesting, we got an email from, uh, from a, a friend of ours, George. Uh, he's, uh, he, you know, he listens to our stuff and he's always very constructive about giving us, you know, feedback and things like that. Sometimes he agrees, sometimes he doesn't. But he was sharing with us that the feedback he was receiving was that uh, a lot of, a lot of, players were saying, you know, I saw the miniseries. Yeah, I don't think I need framework. I need to know how to hit. And it was like a litany of shots. It was like five or six different shots, you know, baseline this, whatever that. You know, I can't disagree that you need to know how to hit shots, right? Obviously, we hit shots when we play pickleball. But hitting shots alone without understanding the game you're playing, the framework of the game, right? Uh, to, to us doesn't, like, you know, again, you're moving bishops, you're moving pawns, but you don't really understand the game of chess. So to us, it's, that's why we take the three pillars approach, right? So we have the mechanical pillar. That's what George's people were talking about. You know, this idea of I need to know how to hit this shot and that shot. Yeah, you do need to know that. I would suggest you need probably less of that than you think, you know, because the number of shots that they were listing was too many. Uh, you don't need all those shots to play a really, 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 really good effective pickleball game. Uh, but nonetheless, you do need to hit, you know, the shots that you need. And then you need... The strategic pillar, right? That's the second pillar, which is the framework, 
the objectives, the strategy, how the game is built, right? That's that we call it the what shot to hit when, right? So it's sort of like when to move the bishop, you know, in what direction and how, right? So that's kind of the, the that's not kind of, that is a strategic pillar. And then the last one that's, you know, the redheaded stepchild, I think, of all of us, myself included sometimes, is the athletic pillar. You know, I actually got up this morning and did a foundational exercise that's about 12 minutes long, 12, 15 minutes long. I hadn't really done any work for the last um, week or so with all the work we've had between the miniseries and the um, Florida Cup that I, that I ran this last weekend, or helped run, I should say, this last weekend. And, um, you know, so anyway, so but, but sometimes that gets pushed off to the side, right? We have other things to do, and, and that never gets done. The athletic pillar is just so important. And frankly, if you listen to this podcast, you're taking a huge step along that path uh, on, your, on your mental side of your game. But the, um, but the pitfall that you have to look out for is, you know, losing sight of the need, that you, that, that, uh, the need for all three pillars, right? Losing sight of, you know, I do need to know how to hit shots. Absolutely. Again, no criticism of that, no question about that. But don't lose sight of the fact that you need framework. Don't lose sight of the fact that you need to understand what you're doing out there. And that the better you understand that, right, flipping it around to the positive, if you, if the better you understand that, what's going to happen is you're going to now um, see the game better, right? And see the game, seeing the game is just amazing, right? When you can see the game better, you'll recognize what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and what you'll be doing uh, better. So, again, be careful with this. It's a, and I'm going to talk about one pitfall, really, this huge pitfall of undercount or discounting or undervaluing a con a, a, the, the framework of the game and understanding it as absolutely integral to your learning experience and to your more importantly more importantly your learning experience than to your growth as a pickleball player and your relationship with the game all right so that's the big pitfall remember not easy but that is a good thing this is the difficulty in the game is something we should embrace all right i'm going to talk in the riff about perspectives and share with you a couple of quick snippets from the florida cup that i was a uh, uh, I was able to part participate in as an administrator, I should say, this last weekend. So stay tuned for the riff. This last weekend, I had the pleasure of uh, being at Pictona, which is a, an amazing facility up in Holly Hill, Florida. If you're ever in that area, it's Daytona Beach, essentially. If you're ever up in the east coast of Florida near Jacksonville, Daytona Beach, you should definitely swing by Pictona and get some pickleball in. It is uh, quickly becoming one of the most important facilities, uh, I would say, in the country, definitely in the state. Um, you know, the facility that uh, Reiner and Julie and, and, uh, and the other folks up there have put together is just a fen phenomenal prop uh, facility, I should say. 49 courts, some covered, some not. Uh, excellent facility. Anyway, so we had the Florida Cup, which is a, uh, a, it's a cup run by U.S. Team Pickleball, which um, CJ and I are involved in, uh, which is basically a team league approach to pickleball. And during the tournament, you know, I would say, like, you know, 90 Seven percent, probably more. Ninety-nine percent of it went off without a hitch. Right, everything was fine, and you know the players were playing and things like that. But the, um, but you know, but but I, but there was a few things that happened that reminded me how important it is to maintain perspective when we're playing pickleball. And specifically, what I'm talking about are things that you know, like disagree that you know calls and disagreement with calls, right? And, you know, I'm not going to get into specifics about any of the things that happened, but, but generally speaking, what I can tell you is that without a fault, or not without a fault, without, without exception, I should say, without exception, those disputes were unnecessary, uh, especially the, to the level that they got to, it, again, simply unnecessary. Uh, you know, w when we're out on the pickleball court, we want to compete, we want to, um, you know, 
we want to win, we want to do our best, we want to battle, all those things, right? But we need to, we should, I should say, maintain perspective, you know, when we're out there. You know, what is our primary motive for being out there? And we've talked about this in other podcasts. But, you know, just keep a perspective when you're out there about what's happening on the pickleball court. You know, remember that, you know, pickleball is an important part of our lives, but it's important in our lives not so much because of that particular rally or that particular point, you know, whether we win that point or lose that point. And the other thing I'm going to suggest to you is that sometimes it merits looking inward a little bit in terms of, you know, it, that, how did I contribute to the situation? And what I'm going to tell you specifically here is outballs. Outballs are an area that obviously, you know, that, that pretty clearly create, um, you know, tension and disputes and bad feelings on the court. When there's a disputed outcall, um, you know, both sides, I would say not both, I would say that the, the player that's upset about the call needs to recognize that they bear some responsibility for putting their friend and or opponent and or, you know, other player, if you want to look at it that way, right? But the player that, that you need to play the game in a tough spot you're the one that hit the ball that close to the line. You're the one that made it so that the other player had a difficult time making the call. And listen, all of us have made bad calls. You've made them, I've made them. So as we play the game, you know, whether it's an illegal serve situation or, a, you know, an MVZ fault or a out ball violation or out, out ball call dispute, I should say, maintain some perspective. You know, if you, if you don't like the call, you can look at the other side and say, are you sure? And then just let it go. You know, if you think there's an MBZ violation, mention it to them. Hey, did you did you think you stepped into the kitchen there? And no, okay, then let it go. Otherwise, you know, you're gonna end up with World War Three on the court over something that really, at the end of the day, probably isn't that important to your enjoyment and your relationship with the game. All right, so pitfalls in perspective, the theme of today's uh, podcast. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel or, or to the podcast, I should say, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that uh, helps the podcast. And also make sure you get notified of future episodes. And if you enjoyed the podcast, rate and review it. That helps us reach other players. And as always, you know, share it with your friends. If you enjoyed the podcast, you probably will too. And lastly, if you're interested in really advancing your game, make sure you join us for our March 23 system class. Registration, if you're listening to this when it drops, is going to close soon. So have a great week, and we'll see you next time.